Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook. Uh, the sun is shining again. Another great Saturday morning. What a crazy cold week though. I mean, we're wrapping up this cold stint that we've had and I think we're, we've all had enough. You know, uh, we've really had a tough time protecting a lot of plants at Estabrooks this week, you know, running around, making sure things are, you know, protected as best we can. We've been receiving a ton of material, but it looks like the weather's finally going to break for us for next week. Perennials will start going outside and it's time to garden, but it's Easter weekend. And I hope you're taking in some sort of Easter fun with family. Um, I have the in-laws are in town and a whole bunch of people coming over tomorrow afternoon for a nice Easter dinner. And uh, we're going to just enjoy our, our time uh, tomorrow afternoon. But before that, we're open, folks. We're open for business. We're open for business here on the radio show. If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. If you're bashful, you know, give Debbie uh, uh, your question and she'll ask it on air. You don't have to be on air, but, uh, you know, if you have questions, give me a call. 775-1310. You know, the signs of spring are finally really starting to show up. You know, the perennials, I noticed, are popping out of the ground. The daylilies are coming up. Sedums are starting to show up. The ground is activating. The lawns, I think by next weekend, I'm going to probably have to mow my lawn. Uh, things are really starting to take off. I see that nice even haze of green over there, and it's really, you know, already grown about half an inch. Uh, the mulch trucks are running. Landscapers are picking up mulch. I see fresh mulch going down in parking lots and all around. You know, everybody's kind of getting going. We've had some time to do some raking. Finally, things are drying out a little bit here. So Kennebunk opens today. So all three of our stores now are open, and, uh, you know, first day for Kennebunk today. It's been a long road to try to get all the stores up to speed and open with the late spring here, but we have finally done it, and, you know, and the peepers are all back. You know, it's funny on Facebook. I've been seeing all my friends at different times talking about when the peepers show up for them. Ours have been out for about three weeks. Now, they must be cold because they've gone through some cold time. But we have a nice little wetlands behind the house there that we always tend to get peepers really early. But some of my friends, just as as much as last night, were saying that finally the peepers were back at their house. So that's the telltale sign that obviously spring is here. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, all you folks who have purchased pansies at this point. Because this week kind of threw us some curveballs. Let's say snow. Yes, I know it's a four-letter word. But we had snow this week, you know, and if you had planted your pansies, we got a lot of phone calls, people were concerned. The main plants and the flower buds are going to be fine. But you probably had a lot of problems with the blossoms that were out. We had some pansies outside. They got snow on them. The blossoms have burned, but just take all those old blossoms off and the new ones will emerge. Maybe hit them with a little bit of liquid fertilizer. But this week, the weather conditions look like your pansies are going to bounce back. They're going to be just fine. Don't be concerned. They were hardened off. They were ready to go. You might get a little burned, but it's okay. They will rebound. So, Again, it's time to start thinking about planting trees and shrubs are ready to be planted. Pansies are ready to be planted. Perennials, in our Yarmouth store, we're going to start putting them out the first of the week. You know, so Monday, Tuesday, it looks like temperatures are going to be right about freezing at night. And we have been hardening them off over the last couple of weeks. 
It's time to start putting stuff out. It's time to start thinking about planting. But, you know, we still have a bunch of cleanup. You know, it's been quite wet. I know in my yard I've got the plow damage kind of fixed up, you know, raked up all the gravel that was on the on the lawn, moved it back onto the driveway, you know, starting to look at my vegetable garden also. You know, and speaking of vegetable gardens, we have a challenge here at WLOB. I'm putting a challenge out to all the radio show hosts here at the show. Um, I want to see what these guys can do, you know. Um, You know, I've always thought about doing this, and I've never pulled the trigger. So this is the year. I want to challenge all the radio hosts to basically have a vegetable garden. Now, some may have space out in their yard, some may not. There's all kinds of different conditions you can garden in. Maybe people just have decks that they can garden in containers. But I'm putting out a challenge to all the radio hosts, and I was on Shannon Moss' show yesterday and kind of threw it out to them, Debbie and uh, Shannon, about it and kind of put them on the spot, didn't tell them about it, just kind of, bam, how do you like me now? And, you know, I got a little mixed review. They were kind of taken back by it, but... And the radio, the, all the other radio show hosts don't know about this at all either. So I'm on the air basically putting a shout-out challenge to see who's going to actually take my challenge and be part of this. Now, I don't have all the parameters yet, but my thoughts are basically I want to weigh the yield that you get out of your garden. Okay, And I'm talking a vegetable garden. I'm not talking about you going to your apple tree out in your yard and taking 10 bushels and weighing them. And I'm talking about plants that you plant in your vegetable garden or in containers. We weigh it up, you submit what you get, and we come up with a yearly total. Now, if you grow a lot, I want you to find an outlet to send it to, whether it be Plant-A-Row, whether it be your local soup kitchen, wherever it is. Let's get involved in the community. Let's give back. You know, maybe it's your local community garden. I don't know. However you want to do it. But what I'm willing to do is provide $100 worth of materials toward to get you going. Okay? So I'm putting the challenge out. Let's see who takes the challenge and i've put debbie in charge of getting everybody on board so you're she's gonna pester you she's gonna hound you you know but what i want to do is get people excited about this okay in the future i see this is maybe this is a bigger thing i'm not sure maybe i put this challenge out to you as radio listeners or customers or whatnot but i think we can solve a lot of problems here everybody has extra vegetables in their garden everybody can give back it's one of those things that I think really we've got something going here. So let's have fun with it. I'm not going to give you a bunch of pressure. I'm going to be here to help you. If you have problems, I want you to call into the radio show and talk to me about it. You know, because you are gardeners. You're our customers. You're our people. So if you have a question about your vegetable garden, give me a call 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. So it's out there, folks. I'll be giving you details who's in and who's not. And who's not? Oh, I'm going to give them a hard time on the air. So I am, I, I, you know, I like to give people a hard time, if you haven't noticed. So out there in the garden, let's talk about some of the problems we're starting to see out there. I have been noticed a few things, and customers are starting to come in with the typical problems at this point in the season. So one thing I've been driving around looking at is a lot of scale on magnolia. And we've talked about this in the past, but now is the perfect time because all of the magnolias are thinking about activating and starting to bloom in the next few weeks. 
But I want you to go out this weekend and look at your magnolia. Magnolia scale is very evident right now by a black sooty mildew on the plant. Now, you may have had scale last year, and you didn't know it. That's fine. But if you go out and all the bark or tips are looking black, it's a telltale sign that scale is there. Now, what scale does is it secretes, you know, and that mildew grows on that secretion. Okay, so they suck the sap out of the tree and they will make a sticky residue. Okay, and that mold grows on that residue. And so that the mold is actually a secondary problem to the main issue. But now is the perfect time to spray like an all season oil. Before the plant activates, you can kill that scale and take care of the problem right now. Now, we may also have to treat the sooty mildew, but we'll worry about the scale first. So go out and look at your magnolia. You'll be able, probably five or six feet away and know whether or not you have it. It's very evident right now, okay? The other thing is leaf rollers on viburnums, okay? If you have a fragrant viburnum, you know that Mayflower viburnum that smells wonderful every single year, and after it's done blooming every single year, the leaves start to curl. Now's the time to also use that all-season oil spray. Let's kill those egg casings now so that we don't have the problem later, okay? So a great way to kind of, you know, take care of a couple problems. It's early enough. The weather conditions are right this weekend. It's warm enough to do this, and it's a perfect time. So, you know, one tip is though every plant that you have an issue with egg casings on or a problem that you might be able to smother an insect, to this weekend's a perfect time, okay? So... Don't hesitate. Get out there. Inspect your plants. I know it's early and there's not a lot going on, but sometimes this is the best time to take care of some of those problems, okay? Now, I'm just excited about this challenge. I can't even tell you. I just, (laughs) we'll see. So the other thing I want to talk about is Easter, okay? So Easter, we talked a little bit last week about all the plants that you can use after the fact. And I wanted to kind of just brush that again because all your daffodils, your hyacinths, your tulips, you know, all those plants that you buy at Easter also can be planted out in the garden after the chance of frost. Okay, so don't feel like it's a waste. Decorate up your table. Enjoy it. Easter lilies will rebloom again in the summer. So, Use them, enjoy them indoors, and then after the chance of frost, plant them out in your perennial bed. They'll actually explode with growth, come back up later in the summer, and bloom again. Okay? So you get a great return on your dollar. Okay? Now, I understand that's work. You got to kind of put them someplace. They're going to look kind of nasty. You know, they're going to be all dried out and no problem. Put them out in the garage, you know, where it's going to moderate. They, they might freeze a little bit. That's okay. You know, use them indoors until they kind of are really stretchy and the flowers are going by. Then put them in a nice place. Keep them lightly moist. And then after the chance of frost around Memorial, take them out in the perennial garden and plant them. Important that at that time you mark where they are, though, so you don't plant other things in that area because they're going to go dormant. Okay, so you're going to have a little bare spot 
you know, where you're not really going to have anything for the season. And then, of course, the following season, they'll start to pop up and really, really explode. So if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We are a call-in, question-and-answer type show. So don't hesitate. You know, obviously, a lot of people are picking up the podcast, okay? And I, I get questions every single week, and we've got some we're going to ask this week. If, you're, if you want to and you're listening to the podcast, don't hesitate to email us at estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. Submit those questions. We'll cover them from time to time throughout the show. You know, certainly we like the questions on air, but certainly these kind of help you know, get us to a point where we're understanding what you're what you're listening for. So, um, you know, every single year spring is different here in Maine, okay? And, you know, this year is no different. You know, the vegetable garden, we're getting going now, and I'm just not going to quite touch on it because we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. If you want a perfect lawn this year, you need to stop weeds before they come up. Bonide makes that happen with Bonide Weed Beater Complete. Bonide Weed Beater Complete is a total lawn weed control product. It prevents weed seeds from germinating and kills weeds that are already there. Tough grassy weeds like crabgrass and nutsedge, as well as broadleaf weeds like clover and creeping charlie are no match for Weed Beater Complete. Weed Beater Complete kills over 200 hard-to-kill grassy and broadleaf weeds. It works through the roots and shoots of a weed, killing it before it can get started or after the weed has started to grow. Available in a convenient granular formula for easy spreader applications. Let's get you to a picture-perfect lawn. Stop on your way home and pick up some Bonide Weed Beater Complete at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit maineigc.com or bonide.com. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. I want a great garden this year, but I don't know where to start. Does this sound like you? With so many great plants available, it can be tough knowing which ones are right for you and your home. The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help. Every time I come, they're always helpful to us. They are really knowledgeable about things because I don't know that much about gardening, so they always tell me what you know would be right in my house in the sun and the setting. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook, and 
we are here on another glorious Saturday morning. Again, folks, we are a call-in show, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We have Alan on the phone this morning. Alan, how are you? Good morning, Tom. Good how are morning. You? Happy spring. Yes, happy cold spring. <laughs> <laughs> my my problem calling you, Tom, is that I have too many questions. That's all right. Just shoot. <laughs> we got all kinds of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have three uh, three in question here. Okay. Um, one I'd like to talk about, uh, you mentioned last time about the um, crabgrass pre-emergent. Mm-hmm. Now, I have some uh, snowdrops, and actually, I think they're called uh, aconites, mm-hmm. winter aconites, mm-hmm. which are actually pretty cool. They're little buttercups. Um and um, as far as the pre-emergent, will they, are they going to damage those that are naturalized in the lawn? So are you talking about um, a, a corn gluten product, a natural product, or are you talking about something that's synthetic? I would say synthetic. Synthetic. Okay. So, you know, a lot of the naturalized bulbs, you know, and, and we run into this periodically. Um, yes, I think you might get some damage. Anytime you put down that layer of pre-emergent, it's going to inhibit things from coming up through the lawn. Now, primarily the pre-emergents, depending on which one you use, are for grassy weeds. So you wouldn't run into a problem with, like, perennials coming up through it or bulbs. You wouldn't, but... Depending on the rate in which you put it down, you might get some stunting. So it probably wouldn't kill them, but it might stunt them. Now, a broadleaf weed killer would probably completely wipe them out. So, you know, you would you would want to be very careful about that in a lawn after the fact. You know, after they're done blooming, you might completely knock out the patch. So I think you've got to kind of be cautious about it, but the pre-emergence, depending on which one, you know, uh, if it's a crabgrass killer, I'd feel a little more comfortable. If it's a broad-based, then I might be a little more cautious. In in general, just test one small area, you know, um, and do the rest of your lawn where you don't have the naturalizing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then just test one little edge of it, and if you see some damage, at least you're not killing the whole patch. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, other question. Um, as far as the swing temps that we've had, yes. um, that's a concern for me because, you know, as soon as April came around, I was ready to go. Mm-hmm. My hands dirty. And then all of a sudden, these swinging temps, um, you know, down into the you know, low 20s, yeah, and right. things like that. So, my, my question is um, as far as planting, you know, the peas and the carrots now, um, what, what is. What's the concern about these swinging temps? Okay, so here's the big thing about swinging temps that always concern me. Number one, the cooler the temperatures at night, the longer it takes to germinate seeds. So my concern is actually the seeds are going to stay wet and they're going to rot off and not germinate. You know, or we're going to have dampening off or some other type of, of fungal problem with our seedlings that are coming up out of the ground. Or we get a long rainy stint. You know, so those are all the concerns I have. And so where we have these fluctuating temperatures, you can kind of safeguard that with covering them over with some plastic, you know, up on some stakes, kind of create a little greenhouse effect if it looks like a a long rainy spell. Um, It also will create and build more temperature and protect at night. Uh, the the temperature swings. Now, at this point, looking forward this week, I'm not as concerned. Now, last week, if we planted, you know, a week earlier than Patriot's Day, 
you know, it's always a crapshoot, I guess, is what I'm saying. You know, the earlier you plant, the more you're open to, you know, environmental conditions here in Maine. Let's face it, you you know, you know, you wait day to day for the weather and it can change. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, even the weather guy gets it wrong 90% of the time here in Maine. It's just the right. way things are with the mountains and whatnot. So, okay, so if I use, what I use something like Harvest Guard or yes. one of those? Yeah, I think if you use Harvest Guard, that's going to help protect from the frost that fluctuation temperature at night. If you want to warm up the soil, you might tent them with some plastic, you know, and just pull it over, say, at 5 o'clock at night, let it warm up a bit, and then when you go to leave in the morning, pull it off so it doesn't heat up during the day. Okay, and the Harvest Guard, can that be left on until until when? Yes, that breathes, you know, it's not going to really actually uh, be any hindrance. You can put it right over, right on the soil. Um, you know, it, it, that can go for weeks, you know. Uh, the big thing is, periodically, you might want to take it off and let the sunlight get to your plants. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right, one last one. Okay. The Endless Summer, I wanted to follow up with you and, and your audience on the Endless Summer. Mm-hmm. Um I had done two things. I'd, I'd used the uh, wilt proof. Yes. And I also used the burlap. So I'm not quite sure which one worked or, okay. or not. But I got about two thirds of, of the of the plant uh, um, with buds. Good. Good. Very good. I guess. <laughs> so here's the question again with the swinging temps. Mm-hmm. The buds, some of the buds died off. That's right. And, and that happened during the fall. So I guess like I, my question is, they say it's you know hardy to zone five, but if you don't have flowers, then it's not hardy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, hardiness is is always... Um, it seems relative to... It, it is. It is, because it's not bud hardiness. It's hardiness of the rootstock, okay? It's hardiness to survive. It doesn't talk anything about how it thrives. Mm-hmm. It doesn't talk anything, you know. We do have bud hardiness, you know, which... You know, I consider a, a prime example is forsythia. We have varieties like Linwood Gold that are really zone 5 bud hardy, but then we have Northern Gold that I would consider bud hardiness to zone 4, meaning they reliably bloom in zone 4. But Linwood Gold, you can plant in zone 4, but it may not bloom reliably. So it's a, it, you know, do they go completely all the way through it? Not always. And with macrophylla hydrangeas, it, it's it's a tough one because they are somewhat unreliable when it comes to blooming. Now, mm-hmm. endless summer is supposed to be one of the best. We have had problems in Zone 4. I'll be perfectly honest. It's like the new Bloomstruck that they've come out and added to the line. I'm not sure if there's going to be any change there yet. I, we don't know enough information. Now, what we've seen out of it is that it has those characteristics, characteristics of twist and shout, that it blooms more reliably on new wood. And that's all what I'm going on, is Endless Summer has not done well in our climate blooming on new wood like they touted. And part of the reason is we just don't heat up and we don't get enough growth in our short growing season. Now, in Minnesota, they do because they go from 32 degrees to 70 in a matter of very short weeks. And so their weather conditions are different where it was propagated and hybridized. They get that quick warm-up. And that's why when we talk about the fertilization and the pushing of the plant, 
That's why we're doing it here in this market is to push more growth and get more flower buds to set in our short season. Hmm. So that's why when we talk about with endless summer, you fertilize April, May, June, July, is because we're pushing the plant to grow and set flower buds because our short season doesn't dictate the heat, but we offset it with fertilizer. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. okay. So, well, thank you, Tom. Appreciate all right. Appreciate the time. Alan, I appreciate the phone call. Okay. All right. Happy thanks. Easter. You too. Thanks. If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Really easy, folks. You can call in at any point. So let's talk vegetables for a few minutes because we're getting going. I'm a little better organized this year. Last year, if you were listening to the show, I was behind the eight ball right from the beginning. Okay, this year, it's a little more moderate pace. I've done a little more prep. I'm in a little better place. And obviously, Patriot's Day Monday. Peas are supposed to be in the ground by Patriot's Day if you want them by the 4th of July to go with your lobster, okay? And all those fun seafood things we like to do, okay? So this is the weekend to get your peas in. Now, obviously, we've got a three-day weekend. A lot of people have time. It's time to start thinking about the garden. You know, you don't have to do everything, but you can add a whole bunch of things. You know, you can do your carrots. You can do some lettuce. You know, like Alan was talking about, we might have to protect a little bit, but you can get that first crop in, okay? And I have a question here from Tiffany from Danvers, Mass. And her question is, thanks for the wonderful show. I really appreciate it. I listen to the downloads on iTunes every Monday morning as I'm at work. May I ask you a question? I have been starting perennial seedlings inside the house this winter, and throughout the winter I've, I've lightly watered and keep them in full sunlight. The small seedlings, at first, we started to have some problems. They started wilting off, dying, and yellowing, and just drying up. They all seemed healthy before I started. They started to wilt, okay? Only the largest and most healthiest seedlings are left, and just yesterday I noticed some of them starting to wilt and die off. I am heartbroken. What can I do? I want to know what I did wrong and how I can fix it so next year I have better success. Well, Tiffany, this is a very common problem with seedlings. And a lot of times why people get so heartbroken and and don't grow seedlings in the house is that you have perfect conditions. You know, things are going along great, and then all of a sudden you start losing seedlings. And the reason is you have dampening off, okay? Now, what is that? It's a root rot disease. It's very common in seedlings. And part of the issue is it's the moisture in your a uh, little greenhouse you might have, and or in the seedlings staying too wet or too dry. It's tough as someone who goes to work every day to moderate the temperature like we do at the garden center. We have mist systems on timers. We have people there all the time tending those little seedlings. We also use fungicide, okay? And that's where I think you need to go, okay? With small seedlings, a lot of times you do have to use a fungicide early on in the process. Something like Infuse is a good one, and you just water it in once, and what that does is it helps protect the root system at the young stage, okay? And that will really kind of help get you over that hump. Once you kind of get to the plants taking up a lot of moisture and nutrients, you don't seem to have problems. The other thing I wanted to ask was, Have you been fertilizing? And if you have, how often? Because we also could build up soils 
uh, not soils, but salts in in the soil from fertilizer. And at a very young stage, we need to be very careful about that. If you're over fertilizing, you build up those salts, it burns the root system, and they just, you know, basically wilt off and die. So that could be the other problem. What you're describing sounds like dampening off to me. And it would be that situation of needing to use a fungicide in order to really do, you know, well with your seedlings. If you want to go organically, another option is actinovate. And we've talked about this. This is great. You should plant all your tomatoes with actinovate. It's a natural biological fungicide. Also, you can use it on all your seedlings. You mix it into the soil or you can water it in over the top, but it's a naturally organic fungicide also. Um, so you have two roots. You can start off with the organic. If you start to see a problem start and the organic didn't seem to be working, you could then back it up with something else. So you really have options. So start. I would always start organically. And then if you see that wilting starting to occur, then you could go ahead and use the infuse. And then, you you know, you've got your basis covered. So, Tiffany, I hope that helps. You know, thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. And again, you can pick up the podcast at estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. Or give me a call, 8 to 9, every Saturday morning, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Do you want the best-looking lawn in your neighborhood? Let Bonide help with their easy-to-use Duraturf four-phase lawn program. Just use all four phases of this program throughout the year as directed, and you'll have a healthy weed and insect-free lawn. The four-phase program rids your lawn of over 200 broadleaf and grassy weeds, including crabgrass, nutsedge, and dandelions. And say goodbye to surface insects like fleas and ticks while it slowly feeds your lawn all year long. Bonide offers up to a $35 gift certificate to the store where the Bonide four-phase lawn program is purchased. But you can also buy the four phases individually as you need them. Don't let weeds and insects take over your lawn. Get Bonide DuraTurf four-phase lawn program for a picture-perfect lawn. Bonide is found at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit MaineIGC.com or visit Bonide.com. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. 
Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook, and another glorious Saturday morning. This looks pretty darn blue out there, boy. Going to get up to about 60 degrees today. Gardening season is here. And uh, if you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. I have Rachel on the phone from Portland. Rachel, how are you? Good morning, Tom. Uh, I want to know, is it too early to divide and relocate ornamental grasses like fountain and the miscanthus they still appear to be dormant i don't see any active growth yet mm-hmm. so i didn't know if i should wait a little longer rachel i love it i'm sitting here holding your question you submitted <laughs> online and you called i love it this is great thank you so much for calling um you have time right now to go ahead and lift some of those grasses and move them you know it, it's fine to move them as they show growth also but now is a perfect time. Get as much of that root system, you know, go ahead, move them, add some new compost, a little bit of uh, plant tone around them. And, you know, all the grasses are warm season grasses. So most of the time we really don't see a lot of growth on them until mid to end of May anyways. Okay. But it's okay to go ahead and lift them and, and move them at this point, you know. And um, divide them as well? Yeah, I would. Um, you know, I like dividing them in the spring anyways. Um, rather than in the fall. And my suggestion is don't try to get too aggressive. You know, divide them in half, um, okay. you know, or a third, depending on how big the clump is. How long have they been in the ground? Uh, several years. I've got some that are very large clumped, and I think are going to start uh, dying out in the middle if I don't do something okay. now. So, you know, the really nice, large, big clumps, you know, you might be able to divide in like three or four. Um, you know, especially if you're starting to see some of those problems in the center showing, um, just try to get as much of the major crown into those clumps when you break them apart. An axe helps. They are very vigorous root system. You know, dig as big a root system as you can. If you have to, use an axe or a sawzall or whatever you need to to get a good clump. Uh, okay. Don't don't be afraid to abuse them a little bit where they're dormant. It's probably better that you're doing it now where they are bigger clumps because you're going to have a big root system. All right. Well, thank you. And may I ask one more question? Absolutely. I started some parsley seedlings, and once they're hiding off, can I plant them out before our last frost? Um, parsley seedlings, my concern would be you would get some damage. Um, you know, if it's hardened off, I'd say we probably could. You could probably plant them out, but you might need to cover them with Harvest Guard. You know, we've talked okay. about that on the show. Are you familiar with that product? Yes, I am. Thank okay. you. Okay. That... You know, protect them, be cautious. That's what I would say. They seem more 
tolerant to cold later in the season, but that's probably because they've established a good root system. Right, exactly. And, you know, a new seedling that's coming out of your house where it's been 65, 70 degrees and happy and warm and in a sunny spot, and you take it out and you put it in there at 30 degrees, and it's not only the air temperature I worry about, it's the soil temperatures. Right. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much, and I enjoy the show. I appreciate you doing it. Rachel, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. See, folks, it's that easy. Give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're gaining momentum. I like it. I like it. I appreciate all the phone calls. You know, it makes my job a lot easier. You know, but we still got to go on. So give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. I want to talk about a container idea I have. Okay, when I say container idea, why aren't we planting our containers right now? Okay, we've got guests coming over. We want to look festive. We want to give people the idea, hey, I'm on board with spring. I am ready to go. So here's my container idea for the year. Okay, well, not the year. For spring, early spring, you know, we always have pansies early spring. Okay, and containers are a great way to add a lot of color to your home, but you also can protect them very easily. Now, pansies don't really need a lot of protection unless we have snow. Yeah, there's that four-letter word again that we had last year, last week, sorry. I've had a little too much coffee this morning, obviously. Debbie was warning me earlier. So we've got these nice containers. You know, you've bought all these glazed pots over the years. You've got them in the garage or under the porch or in the shed. Pull a few of them out, plant them with some nice pansies, maybe some four-inch pots, some eight-inch pots, whatever. Put a nice group of pansies in there and then use something you have laying around the house or something you can cut from the yard and put those nice stems in your pots to give you height, okay? Maybe it's curly willow. Maybe it's pussy willows at this time of year. Maybe it's just branches that have fallen off of trees that you're picking up right now Maybe you could spray paint them pastel colors for Easter and have a very decorative, colorful, showy container by your doorway, okay? Doesn't cost a lot. You know, you might have $10 in pansies. You obviously have soil kicking around typically and the sticks and maybe even have some spray paint in the garage. So consider kind of making a festive, you know, look Or just come in and buy a nice patio pot of pansies. Set them on the step. Or maybe you come in and buy little four-inch pots. We put some nice foil on them, and you place them in front of every single person's place setting, and they can take them home with a little bit of spring. Okay? So all good ideas, but I I really – I saw this at a a business down in Kennebunkport, and I thought it was really cool. Uh, You know, the spray-painted sticks and pastel colors, you know, early on, uh, you know, the container was pastel also, but it really kind of gives us about six or eight weeks of a nice look on our step, and then you can pop those pansies out, divide them back up, plant them out in the garden, and then start your annuals, okay? So, you know, you're again, you're repurposing everything you're using and take those pansies, plant them in a part shade situation, maybe you prune them back, and then come fall, they'll look wonderful again, okay? So idea for this week, pansies. 
maybe violas, maybe perennials you mix in with it too. So there's a lot of options for early season to make that front step and doorway just pop. Okay, so that's the idea for this week. So I want to reiterate, we've got a challenge, folks. I'm challenging all of the radio show hosts here at WLOB to a vegetable challenge, which basically, in a nutshell, my idea is to get everybody into some sort of sustainable gardening, okay, at their home, whether it be in containers, whether it be out in the garden, however we might do that, and I want to weigh up the vegetables that we get for a yield. I've put my money where my mouth is, and I'm putting this challenge out. And if they have extras, they can donate them to a soup kitchen or plant a row or their local charity, you know, help some other folks out. But also, there's nothing better than fresh vegetables from your own garden. So we'll weigh all all of it up, and I'm going to exempt myself unless everybody says I have to be in it, okay? Because I will. I will. If you know, I'm a challenge type guy. So if you guys want me in, I'll take part in the challenge also. But I'll be nice and just be the judge if you want to, because I do have 18 acres. And when you put me to a challenge, who knows? I may put 18 acres into something. You never know. I'm just crazy like that. So I hope everybody, Debbie's going to give everybody a hard time and try to get everybody on board. Um, You know, hopefully Ray Richardson's listening and he's going to get on board. I know I cornered Shannon Moss yesterday on the show. And I will be guest appearing most Fridays on Shannon Moss's show and Debbie. And, uh, you know, talking with them about gardening tips and things that are going on out in the garden, kind of checking in periodically. So you'll be hearing me also there. But we're having a whole bunch of fun here. If you have a quick question, give me a call, 775-1310-877-393-8255. So, you know, again, you got to plant your pansies this week. Not pansies, but peas, okay, this weekend, okay, if you want them for the 4th of July. So this is my goal for my garden the, the next week, okay? I'm not going to say necessarily this weekend, but I'm going to start in on doing my thing. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to turn my soil over. Some of it I'm going to do by hand, and some of it I will rototill, okay? Depends on if I can get the rototill started. If not, I'm going to do the old back-breaking thing and get at least a portion of it ready to plant some early stuff, okay? I'm going to get my deer fence up. Because those deer, again, like we've talked over the last couple of weeks, they are very ravenous and hungry, okay? I'm going to try to get some peas in, some radishes, some beets, some lettuce, and maybe some carrots, okay? Now, I'm not putting big patches of any of these things because they're early on. I'm just looking to get, you know, ahead of the curve. I still will put some more, a second crop, of a lot of these things later on in May when I do my major planting. But I'm just trying to get some stuff going. So, you know, I'm starting to really get some harvest, you know, sometime in between, say, in June sometime. I'm starting to really reap some of my benefits and gain momentum. I'm going to also probably add some compost to the garden and a little bit of fertilizer, okay, and probably some light lime. I found last year that my pH started to dip off at the end of the season. I was starting to see some problems with some plants, and, you know, so I'm going to put a little bit of lime. I'm going to do a little bit of a soil pH test before I do that to make sure I'm I'm not off balance. I may raise the pH enough with the compost 
that I'm putting in. So I'm going to actually put the compost in, and I'm going to kind of let it settle for a little bit and see how things are going. And then when I go to do my major planting in May, I'm going to soil test probably a week or two before that and see where kind of that compost I put in let my my soil pH settle down a little bit. So it'll be a few weeks. Mother Nature will rain on it. Mother Nature will do its thing. Everything will start to balance out. And then I'll do a pH test just before I plant. So if I know I need to add some lime or maybe my pH will be too high and I need to add some sulfur. So I can moderate things depending on the plants and where they're going to be in the garden. I know that's a lot of information, but actually all the things I'm talking about maybe take an hour or two because I don't have a huge garden. Right now, it's only 12 by 12. If they put me in the challenge, I might have to go big or go home. You know, so, you know, and I know my wife's probably listening. She's going, oh, no, not the bigger, go bigger, go home thing. You know, we've already been talking about buying a tractor and all this other stuff. So, you know, we'll see what happens here, folks. But I hope everybody's going to get involved in this challenge, but more details to come. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. The signs of spring are all around us. Birds chirping, grass emerging from a winter slumber, and the smiling faces of homegrown pansies at Estabrooks. Pansies have become a hallmark of spring, thanks to their dazzling array of colors and hardiness that will withstand whatever April weather in Maine will throw at them. Trumpet the arrival of spring by adding lasting color to your garden and window boxes with pansies and other vibrant annuals from Estabrooks. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. If the early bird gets the worm, what does the early gardener get? The answer, a fantastic landscape at a fraction of the price from Estabrooks. All trees, shrubs, and perennials are now 20% off during the spring nursery sale at Estabrooks. Plant now and you'll also enjoy faster rooting, early color and beauty that will last all year, even without flowers. Enjoy 20% off your favorite plants now through May 9th and plant the garden you've always wanted. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. Whether it's pest management, improving your soil, treating diseases, or simply staying ahead of the weeds, gardening can often feel like a lot of work. Finding great local advice that's timely and helpful doesn't have to be. Sign up for the Estabrooks Garden Newsletter, and you'll receive gardening tips, in-depth articles, and great deals every week right in your email inbox. It's the perfect way to stay ahead in the garden and save big on your next visit. To learn more and sign up, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks, for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook, 
and I'm just looking on my iPhone right now because we had a submission from Alan I'm trying to get it downloading um, on our mobile app and wanted to talk, you know, I know I keep plugging this every week, but it's really cool to see people coming in now using it. And, uh, you know, a few things that happen, you download our mobile app and you can check into each store. Okay. Now, when you do that, you come into the store and it's going to ask you to check in. After five check-ins, you get an offer, you know, whether it's $5 off your next purchase or we change it periodically. Also, all of our coupons are in there. If there are any other offers in store, they're there, um, you know, specials. And then also there's this wonderful Ask Us submission where you can take a photo, you can ask a question, and then it comes in. Okay, and Alan's already asked the question this this morning, um, but he gave us a wonderful picture of his lovely little buttercups in flower. So, you know, these are the types of things that you're able to take a picture, send it to us. Now, it the emails are not in live time. We're not going to have somebody sitting at a computer. We are a garden center. We're going to be out in the garden center talking with you, handling plants in the dirt, you know, excited about plants. We get back to the emails in a timely manner, but it's first thing in the morning. It's the next day. You know, we're not going to sit by a computer. We're not computer people. We are gardeners. We get out from in front of the TV, the iPad, the, you know, but we have to give you options to communicate with us that are convenient. So we've added this new mobile app. Their other thing is there's 4,500 plants in your pocket. Okay, and I know that my cousin John came up with this. It's a little bit off for me, but I like it. It's 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 catchy. Okay, and that is all of our plant catalog, all the plants that we sell, all of the information that we've put on our website is on the mobile app. Okay, so it gives us an opportunity to show you the same information that are on our plant signs in the yard, the same information that is on our website, and then it's also on your phone. Okay, so it's a great way. Go ahead and download it. If you're not a smartphone user, you also can download our email newsletter. Go to estabrooksonline.com and sign up for our email newsletter. Now, what I will say with both the mobile app and the newsletter, we're getting to that point where frost alerts. We're going to start talking about frost alerts. Now, obviously, we've been quite cold. Most of you have not done a lot of planting, but with us starting to put perennials out next week, us starting to sell more tender material, you know, some of the annuals are starting to get available. You know, we're not recommending you plant annuals outside, but all of you know, a bunch of you want to start planting early. I had my first customer yesterday, yesterday ask for tomatoes. Way too early for tomatoes, folks, okay? But these frost alerts are a great way for you to kind of get started a little early, okay, and feel a little more comfortable with starting early with somebody watching the weather and sending you some information saying, hey, go out and cover your plants with a towel. Go put the harvest guard over the vegetables. Go do something to protect what you've kind of started on, okay? Now, all those things that are coming up and are pushing growth, we're not going to worry about those. Those things that are established, it's really all the newest things that you're putting in the garden, okay? Pansies excluded, they're fine, you know, but I wanted to talk and reiterate a little bit more about the pansies because a lot of people have been calling, oh, my pansies are dying, my pansies are dying. 
It's just the flowers. Relax, okay? We can just take all those flower buds, you know, that are burned off. That snow kind of set us back a little bit, okay? But we got nice warm temperatures coming this week. Take all those flowers that are burned off today, and probably by tomorrow you will have flowers back on the plant. Okay, we have had the same problem. The pansies that we had outside in the nursery, they got a little burned. It's okay. I've seen it where snow has sat on pansies for a week straight back in the early 80s, you know, in in early 90s when I was a young kid and having to scrape snow off the top of pansies in order to take the blossoms off. And they looked wonderful a few days later. So they're very hardy folks. Okay, so. You know, we're wrapping up the show. I want to thank everybody for calling. You know, every single week, it's nice to build momentum. Don't hesitate. You know, next week, we're here from 8 to 9 every single Saturday. Call me. You know, I know we're just getting into the gardening season, and people are just getting out there dabbling. What type of problems do you have out there? You know, what type of damage did you have from winter? You know, are you struggling with a certain insect or disease? You know, just Give me a call. I'm here every Saturday from 8 to 9. Or use our mobile app and send me a question online. Take a picture. Pictures tell us a thousand words, you know. And, you know, another great Saturday. I hope everybody gets out there, enjoys their garden, but more enjoys their family and friends for Easter. You know, have a great time. Enjoy the whole weekend. I know a lot of you have Monday off. We're open all three stores on Easter for your last minute, got to grab a gift to bring to Easter dinner. Or you want to just take a nice walk. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. You know, get out, look at plants, start forming a plan. It doesn't mean you necessarily have to buy tomorrow, but maybe you can plan a little gardening project for Monday. Maybe you can pick up those pea seeds so you're ready to do it Monday. Maybe you need a new deer fence for your garden. It's all available, obviously, at this point. So get out there, folks, and enjoy your garden. Have a great Saturday and a great weekend. Radio. I'm Chris Foster. Divers at a sunken ferry in South Korea have spotted three bodies inside. 32 have been pulled.